Welcome to another episode of our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Visit our website for complete collections of your favorite old-time radio series. Remember to follow us so you won't miss new releases from SolvedMystery.com. Chandu, the magician. Present for your enjoyment, Chandu, the Magician. And before our drama begins, we would like to suggest that probably you will like White King better than any other soap you have ever used. If you have a washing machine, listen. Get some White King from your grocer. Put some in your washer. Not so much, mind you, as the soap you've been using. Put in your clothes put in the water, but not so hot as the water you thought you had to have to get things clean. Then turn on the power, run your wash through, and just see with your own eyes what happens. We try to make this radio drama thrilling, but honestly, what a thrill you'll have when you see clothes washed with this different kind of soap. Save on your soap bill. Save on your gas bill. Save on your clothes bill. You'll say, I love White King granulated soap. While Frank Chandler calls at the home of Princess Naji, Dorothy, Betty, and Bob, here in a bazaar in Cairo, an Egyptian storyteller relate a colorful story of Persia. A moment later, with Dorothy and Bob only a short distance away, the storyteller whispers to Betty that he will find a way to see her again. Dorothy returns just in time to see him before he disappears in the crowd. She cries out that he is wearing a ring which belonged to her husband, Robert Regent. of them are waiting for Chandler's return to their suite in Shepherd's Hotel. Chandu, the magician. Are you sure about the ring, Mother? Oh, yes, of course I am. I had it made for your father myself. You had it made? Yes. He always liked seal rings, so I had one made for him with a real seal, like the ones men used to sign their letters in the Middle Ages. With a coat of arms or something? It was like that. Except that the seal was made of just his initials, R.M.R., in odd, irregular letters I found in an old manuscript. He must have loved it. Oh, he did. He always wore it. Where could that storyteller have got it? Hey, here's Uncle Frank. Oh, Uncle Frank, the most mysterious thing just happened in the bazaar. Somebody sold you a genuine scarab for a dime. Oh, no. This is something real. <clears throat> Altogether too real. Dorothy, you've been crying. What's the matter? Oh, a storyteller in the bazaar. He sat down on the ground and told a story. It was about a man named Antar. Oh, that's one of their stock stories. Antar was a legendary hero a thousand years ago. Not this one. The war was in it. This 
last war? It did sound like it, Uncle Frank. Well, anyway, then he sang a song. A chintzy thing about gardens and jasmine and stuff. So I thought... Oh, never mind that, dear. Frank, he had on that ring of Roberts. Roberts? And as soon as he heard me say I recognized it, he he just seemed to evaporate. Well, did he seem to be telling the story to you, or did you just happen along? No, we were there when he began, but I don't know. Yes, you do, Mother. He began the story when he was out in the middle of the street. Don't you remember, Mom? You said he's looking over at us. So he did make sure it was you. Did any of you speak to him? Well, I... No, of course not. Except that I did call after him. Frank, can't we do something? Well, the only thing to do is wait for him to show up again. Oh, no. We don't even know his name, Dot. He may not even live in Cairo. There are any number of these wandering storytellers about. Oh, but it seems so... So inhuman just to sit here if Robert needs us. I know it does, dear, but remember, he deliberately started to tell you a story. He threw in a mention of the war in the old story of Antar. So I think he was trying to tell you something. You alone, without the others in his audience understanding it. I wonder if he was. And you said he sang, too. Oh, yes. That's unusual. Oh, is it Uncle Frank? Well, we wouldn't know that, though. No, but if he thought anyone else suspected what he was doing, he might put them off with a song. These people are always fascinated by their traditional songs. You mean that song was just an old tune, thousands of years old? Probably. Why? You don't think he just made it up on the spot for you, I hope? No, only... Dot, if this man tried to give you a message and couldn't, he'll find a way to reach you again. Oh! Yes, I see now, Frank. You're right. You must be. And now, listen to my news. Oh, we forgot all about the princess. Did you find her palace? Did you see her? What's she like? (laughs) Just a minute, Betty. Of course I found it. I've been there before, you know. When you saved her life? Shortly afterwards. Ten or twelve years ago. Before you went to India? Yes. Well, tell us about the palace first. Well, it isn't a palace, Betty. It's a large house in a big walled garden that runs right down to the Nile. Oh, lush and oriental. Oh, tell us all about it. Oh, darling, how can he give him a chance to talk? Oh, I'm sorry. I won't say another word. Ah, well, the place is at the end of a narrow street. Hardly more than a lane. One of the oldest in the city. If she's a princess, why doesn't she live in the king's palace, Uncle Frank? Well, she doesn't belong to the family of the present reigning house, Betty. Who is she, then? She's the last of a very, very old line, I understand. There's always been a bit of mystery about it. Don't you even know? (laughs) There are lots of things I don't know, honey. Nadia went to school in Europe for a time, I know that. But as I told you, she has the reputation of being a sorceress. Go on, Uncle Frank, go on. Well, there's a great iron gate and a high wall. I rang the bell and a huge Arab servant let me in. Did he know who you were? He seemed to. He took me through the courtyard, and he left me in a great oriental drawing room. Well, I must have waited an hour before he came back. Then, to my astonishment, he said she wasn't there. Why keep you waiting all that time? I can't imagine. Well, where is the princess? Didn't he say? No. I asked as many questions as I could without seeming discourteous. I learned exactly nothing. But if she expected... I'll bet that old rock sore's got her. Do you think so, Uncle Frank? Well, I think she may have gone away somewhere to get out of his reach. You do? 
Oh, don't you remember what she said to him that night? Oh, the night we saw her in the crystal talking to Roxanne? Yes. Why, it was that conversation that sent us over here. She certainly didn't seem afraid of him. I'll say she didn't. She said everybody else could fall over on their faces if he said the word, but not her. Yes, she did. Not in just those words, but... No, I'll never forget it. He said, if you will not bend, you shall break. Just like everybody else had. And he said who they were. And after that, Nodgy said, the American, Robert Regent, he has not broken. And then... Suddenly, the crystal was blank. Oh, that was because you screamed and broke the spell. Oh, Bob, don't remind her of it. Well, we may as well face it, Frank. We're in Cairo, and we've come to the end of everything. If we can't find the princess, there's no possible way to find Robert. Oh, the whole thing was a fantastic dream. Not at all. We've come to the end of one road, that's all, Dot. And don't forget this. On our side is all the power of good in the universe. This isn't the end. Far from it. Then what will we do? We'll wait. We'll hear from the princess. I know it. Oh, Frank. Oh, come, Dot. A little oriental philosophy will do you no harm. What is time, anyway? See? I was right. We're going to hear from Nadja. Oh, you're spooky, Uncle Frank. Oh, thank you. You see? A letter for me. Is it from the princess? Of course. Here, I'll read it to you. I greet you, Chandu, and those you love who are with you. Oh, well, then she knew we'd come to Egypt, too. Does she say anything about Robert? She says, For a time I must not be seen in Cairo. I know it is best. The time will come when you and I will remove Roxor as the poisonous insect he is. Meanwhile, will you and your family be my guests? They will be safe in my house. Soon I shall return or you will hear from me. I need not counsel you to be patient, for yours is the wisdom of the East. I salute you, Chandu. Naji. Are we going to go there and live in her house? What do you think, Frank? We're going without losing a minute. I want to see you all safely behind those high walls before dark. room, Mother. The big lamp's like a moon. With a nutmeg grater around it to let the light through. Oh, Bob, you have no soul at all. This time I'll have to agree with you, Betty. Oh, I hope that means dinner. I'm starved. It does. There's Abu in the doorway. Is that his name? He looks fierce, doesn't he? If you will come with me. The princess begs you to make her house your own. What a beautiful table. Rose petals sprinkled all over the cloth. Be good enough to seat yourselves. Effendi, it is well that you have come to this house. You think so, Abu? Why? For many reasons, Effendi. I will order the dinner to be served at once. Hey, Uncle Frank, do you hear? Abu, let dinner wait. What is that, Frank? I have heard. Oh, great one. What made him bow like that all of a sudden? Listen, listen. It must be... Yes, it is. A blue flame. A ball of blue fire. Floating right down in front of you, Uncle Frank. Out of nowhere. I've often heard of it, but this is the first time I've seen it. There's a picture in it. Water and palm trees. It's a river. The Nile. This must be a message from Najee. 
There's a little boat with a pointed sail. Those huts among the trees. Huh, that must be the place. I don't see anybody. The message. Keeper of the flame. What is the message? I am here, Chandu. See the light on the pathway. Is she really there, Frank? No, not yet. Come to the place you see, Chandu. Follow the pathway to the place you know. What does she mean, Uncle Frank? There's something wrong. I don't see her and I should. Follow the path. But beware that you do not take the wrong turning. Nadie. Nadie, where are you? Come to this place, Chandu. I await you. What's the matter, Frank? There's danger. Death. Beware. Oh, Chandu, I need your help. Nadie. Come quickly, Chandu. Death. Death. The picture's gone. And the flame is too. If that was the princess. Of course it was. Did you recognize the place we saw? Very well indeed. Chandu. Listen a minute. Chandu. Chandu. I don't hear anything. I do. And I'm going to that place tonight. come to a close until tomorrow night. But there's drama and maybe magic in millions of homes where White King soap is used. Once upon a time, people thought they should buy two or three kinds of soap. One for washing machine and dishpan, maybe one or two for dainty things like lingerie and stockings. But more and more people discovered White King. The one and only one soap you ever need. No matter who you are, where you live, or what you have to wash. Your husband may be an engineer, or he may work in a bank. You may have sheets and pillowcases no end to wash. Or you may live in a hotel with no laundering problem other than your nylons. Now listen to these wonderful words. White King gets out the stubbornest dirt. White King protects, as with a caress, the daintiest fabrics. Know what you'll say, do you? You'll say this. I love White King. Chandu the Magician is presented for your enjoyment every weekday evening. Your announcer is Howard Culver. The makers of White King invite you to listen tomorrow at this time when the story resumes. Chandu the Magician. This is the Mutual Don Lee Broadcasting System. Thank you for joining us and enjoying our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Please remember to leave us a review and to follow us for frequent releases.